if you like fat guys talking about general interest topics, you're in luck. It's time for Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. Focus, focus. Dracula, Dracula, Dracula. That's so. Don't say he's one. I did not follow that. But he can help having bats in his belt. He's a crazy, freaky, freaky, baby, Daylight come and me one go home. Daylight come and me one go Work all night on the drink of rum. Daylight come and me one go home. All right, we can't. Do that, Kendall. We gotta save that for this haunted house. We have to save our Beetlejuice musical oh, routine right. for the haunted house. We don't want to give it away. All right, now we gotta save the energy for when the people start coming through. You are right, Cliff. We are we are so excited about this haunted house we're throwing here at the Fizzy One Eleven Halloween. Well, it's actually like a fall festival, but there's so much Halloween around. We've brought a lot of of our own skeletons and things and decorate it all over the place and put this haunted house up and it's going to be so great. Oh, sure. I love it. And I know. Sure. Kendall and I have, we've worked out the whole Beetlejuice, you know, shrimp dance we're going to do when people come through our area. But what Mrs. Potter Butter Butter turns, she's doing the, you know, she blindfolds them, right? Isn't that what she's doing? She, Oh yeah. She blindfolds them and you know, you have to like put your hand through the hole and like feel the eyeballs and it's it's like grapes instead and you know like the spaghetti is brains or whatever I, I can't remember what they are but she's being real health conscious and she's like cleaning the grapes after every person goes through to make sure it's all sanitary now it's weird why would we and I know I, I you know that seems common but why would you use spaghetti as brains because that seems like it would be more like muscle tissue or tiny uh you know corpuscles or something well i think you're probably right i when i said that i thought i don't think they use spaghetti for brains but the, I but, I, but spaghetti is a thing that people that do stick their hands in so i but i, I think that's actually worms or something oh okay or maybe and that's so I got guts. It or guts yeah little little tiny mini guts what would be good for brains like uh i don't know like Maybe a jello mold of a brain. <laughs> a jello mold, but that would, you know, you put your hand right and that would squish right through. What about if you had, like, you know, like canned tomatoes? Like, so they're sort of. Oh, yeah. You know, like they have a little body to them. Uh huh. And if you were blindly touching them, it would be like, what is it? Or that would be also good for, like, organs like for a liver or something that would be really good yeah sure i know I, we're gonna have to think about the brain to come back to it because i know there's a perfect thing out there and i just don't know what it is at this moment i don't know what it is at this moment but if it's like you, i don't have the brains to figure it out i know if you think of it though kendall you stop the show wherever we are whatever we're doing <laughs> it'll be an emergency stop and Full stop. <laughs> let us know ding three times if you have the answer to what's perfect for the brain. <laughs> and ding t- two times if the answer is no, I don't. Right now it's a no. It's a no from me, Kendall. Right now it's a no, Cliff, but let's let's move on to more to greener pastures like the topic of this show. What is One it all about? Very excited about well, you know, it as everyone knows, it's Halloween on Cliff and Kindle Coast to Coast. Oh yeah. So we've we've put a pause to countdowns for a moment. So we <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> to we we have to talk about two very special Halloween characters slash traditions slash pop culture references of all time. That's Dracula and Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Who does Frankenstein? <laughs> Frankenstein. Who doesn't love them both, Kendall? How much they have impacted both of us. You know, you could take away the Beatles. Who would care? <laughs> take away 
Take away the juice. <laughs> take away the juice, a.k.a. O.J. Simpson, who would care? But take away <laughs> Dracula and Frankenstein, people would form a mob, an angry mob with torches. Because they're so important to us all. To us all, to us all. They're very important. And, you know, even down to your breakfast cereal that I see you brought a box of uh, with with you this evening, Count Chocula. It's Count Chocula. Now, don't open it, Kendall. I don't want you opening this and eating it because this is vintage 2014 Count Chocula unopened. And Wait, I, so I, you, you haven't eaten the cereal in here since 2014? It's actually stayed closed? This is, I loved the box art so much. I bought this one to display. And so I want, you know, this is more of a decoration. Do not, under any circumstances, open and eat this box of 2014 Count Chocula. Kendall, this is, I want to see if this box doubles in value one day. Well, we'll see about that. See well, about I'll, that. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. All right. Uh, but Cliff, speaking of... Uh, Count Chocula. Yeah. Sure. The real Count himself, that's Count Dracula. He's one of the most famous characters in literature, as we talked about. And he was created by Bram Stoker as the main antagonist of the 1897 horror novel Dracula. Now, you know something... Sorry, stop, Kendall. Just stop. Stop. I I have not thought of the perfect thing for brains yet. But I was thinking, uh, or what I thought was very interesting before you move on from Bram Stoker, I thought it was so interesting. Sure. Looking through these, you know, emails from our writers Mm -hmm. with all the info that Bram is just short for Abraham. It feels like Bram Stoker was some cool, edgy name, Bram. No, it's just short for Abraham, guys. It was a stage name. It was a stage name. I think... It's like... Yeah, yeah. It's like if I was going to write something, maybe I wouldn't go by Kindle. I'd just go by Dull. You by Dull. That, dull book, Dull. That would be a future <laughs> book review headline there. But no, Kendall, what were you going to say more about Bram Stoker? Oh, uh, I was just... No, I was saying... The character of Count Dracula was based on, a lot of people say, from Vlad the Impaler. Oh, but also a lot of people also debunked that there really would have been very little way for Bram back then to have known about Vlad the Impaler. So other folks have said that. Sure. Well, it's 50-50. Some people believe it. Some people don't. (laughs) 50-50. 50-50. But no, the real point I was I was about to get to that I kept taking forever to get to was that Dracula is the most featured character in movies after Sherlock Holmes. After Sherlock Holmes. So that just shows you how popular Dracula really is. Uh, <laughs> oh, goodness damn, I'm sorry I walked in I'm just sorry. the most inappropriate time. Oh, oh, please save those and terrify the people coming through the haunted house. With them. Oh, oh, that's a wonderful idea. I'm going right. to put it on a, on a record that you can play over and over again. I'm sorry. Well, if we had, you know, our portable sound stuff here, uh, you know, it, it has. I have a lot of so- saved belches on there. Well, so, Cliff, we had to use that in the haunted house. We needed the all the scary, spooky sounds. I know. Ooh. I know. It's out there scaring people, getting oh. ready to. I can't wait. Yeah, we've had a conundrum. We've... we've seems that we can't get past this one question we've been trying to solve all evening. Oh, dear. This is oh, oh, what a quagmire this conundrum has turned out to be. You see, dear, we found so many different foods for, for eyes and for intestines and different things, but we can't figure out what to use for a brain, dear. Oh, I've been <laughs> racking my real brain for the answer, and I still haven't come up with it yet, boys. I've been praying, but no help there. We were just talking about that a minute ago, and I was I was actually thinking, like, what about, like, pumpkin innards? Would that feel like brains? No. It's too squishy. It's too, it's too squishy, and then it also has the little hard seeds, so... Oh, yeah. Which, I don't think the brain has little hard bits. Uh, not unless if it's brains infected with little bugs. <laughs> oh, please, Lord, don't infect our brains with little bugs. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, goodness, uh, 
We should say a prayer against that as well. Oh, yes, and I'll keep praying for an answer. I hope we come up with it before the guests start coming through our haunted house here. Oh, yes, dear, and you boys be thinking about it as well. And if we come up with anything, we'll let you know. Oh, yes. Oh, oh dear Lord, please Oh, wait, tell me Charles, the co- what are you doing over there with that? Put that over left to the... Just to the left of that dude. Oh, Charles using that plastic skeleton arm to scratch his balls. Gross. <laughs> oh, God. That, remind me not to go near that plastic skeleton. Oh, uh, Kendall, you know, that just that goes... That dead to me. Just goes to show you there's probably nothing in this haunted house he hadn't scratched his balls with. Oh, oh, or on. Oh, or on. He just goes up to stuff and starts scratching them. With or on. Kendall, you and this question about brains, you are ruining the whole show because that's all I can think about. But I want to tell you more about Dracula. You know, the original title, according to some, for the novel was The Dead Undead. The Dead Undead. And can you imagine if that was what everybody went around talking about? Did you read that new Dead Undead adaptation the other day? <laughs> Sounds like some terrible cable show. It does. Let's let's copy, we copyright, copy, patent pending, patent pending. <laughs> the Dead we'll, Undead. We'll, we'll That's sell us. it to you if you need it. Now, the funny thing, Kendall, I don't know that this happens anymore. I don't know that Robert Ludlum has done this. Eight days before the novel's publication, old Bram, he released a stage play, which he also had written at the Lyceum Theater. He just said, hey, I know my book's coming out, but for the old illiterates out there, I'm going to put on a play. (laughs) I'm going to put on a show. What was the play, or do you know? Dracula. Oh, it was the Oh, of Dracula, huh? Yeah, it was the play version... Of Dracula. Now, when well, I was that seems uh, silly, you're like, "Well, I'm going to put out a movie and a book at the same time, and we'll just see which people prefer." Sure. I know. Which basically, that sort of happens. People put out a book, and ha- sometimes people, you know, movie rights are bought before a book's even published or even like been released. So anyway, Hollywood, Kendall, don't don't Hollywood. look for any answers there. Okay. Will anyone ever stop those damn producers? Will anyone ever stop those damn producers? That's what we've all been asking ourselves. All day, all night, Kendall. But no, I just think that's interesting. Now, I went to see the play, Dracula, and I guess it was the the, the play play. I don't remember. Back Did it I, suck? What? Did it suck? <laughs> <laughs> no, Kendall. It, it took me in and... Cast a spell. No, I... I thought we were in the bad joke segment for a minute. Kendall, we're in the bad show segment. Um, <laughs> no, Good. it was... Uh, I guess It might have been like Dracula's daughter or something like that. But, of course, it was it was put on by, you know, some local Busheltown citizens and... Uh, and it was good, but uh, it was uh, Dracula. So, but speaking of that and that interesting anecdote of my life, Kendall, what <laughs> does Dracula mean to you? What does he mean to me? Were I mean, you ever so, Dracula as a costume? I feel like I was. Yes, I was as a small kid. I think. Yeah. No, I, I think a couple times I was Count Dracula, or you know, a vampire. Vampire Count Dracula, yeah. which was basically but, Dracula. Right. Right. And I had, you know, had the vest and everything. Um, um, and I think um, it was because I was real fat, and I liked the cape that it could just like cover me up most of the night. But yeah, so I I dressed it as it several t- as him several times, um, and also like when I was a kid and went to Universal Studios, like they had um, the monster makeup show, and it was all about like you know all the famous Universal monsters and Dracula, and I I was just like oh I love this I want to do this so you know right. it was it was exciting when I was a kid to see all the monsters at Universal Studios. I love old Count Dracula. Who wouldn't be excited? Now, what I think is interesting is that old Bram, he was also influenced by the Irish mythological fairies who developed a taste for blood. Ooh, the fairy, the blood-loving fairies. (laughs) That's what they, that was the technical (laughs) term for them. Oh, see, and Cliff, you know, a lot of people, there, there were vampire stories before, Dracula. There were. They were around. But Dracula was the first time that the, the character was portrayed as this person that had gentlemanly manners, uh, other than like just some erratic, crazy, corpse-like creature, you know. So that was the first time that we actually saw this character and, and 
every vampire that's come since, even though they're not Dracula, has these same characteristics. So, good old Abe started it all. Well, and back to uh, before you said whatever that was. Back to what I was saying. <laughs> Drag now, just back before when you were talking about the cape. Yes. I want to know why people. People do this, and it is so stupid to see them do it. Have you ever been around, Kendall, p- these people that are like, well, we've, we've got to be grown up. We can't do anything fun. Can't do anything frivolous. And what I'm getting at is why don't we wear capes anymore? Capes are so much <laughs> fun. Are they not? Are you not just living your damn best life when you've got a cape on your back? Oh, of course I'm living my best life. Like, I told you like how much I loved a cape. I would love to wear a cape all the time. All the time. I watched this summer back in the quarantine years. I was watching on HBO Max. There was some movie with Orson Welles when he after he'd gotten real fat, real Cliff and Kendall looking, and uh-huh. it was him, and he and it was him being himself though. But it, he was basically long story short. He wore a big damn cape and he looked fantastic in it like he'd stepped out of some charles dickens novel and <laughs> i want to know as we get older listen idiots the life that we live is not forever if you want to wear a cape wear a cape bring back the cape, cape. It up. bring back the cape back the cape Bring, Bring back, back the, the cape. cape. Bring, Bring back, back the, the cape. cape. That's all I gotta say about that, Kendall. Now let's put your soapbox back on the wall over there. Alright, did you uh, know this, Kendall? Dracula in the book, you probably didn't even know this, but he became a vampire <laughs> after making a pact with the devil, according to hints left by Van Helsing when he discusses his origin. Can you believe that? <gasps> I can't believe it, but I can believe that you were right, and I didn't know that. <gasps> it says the Draculas were a great and noble race, sure. though now and again were scions who were held by their co-evils to have had dealings with the evil one. They learned his secrets in the Sholomance among the mountains over Lake Hammerstadt, where the devil claims the tenth scholar as his due. <gasps> Dude, he's not talking about Mountain Dew, Kendall. <laughs> oh, too bad. You know, Dracula, he pities humans. He, he pities, pities the fool. Because our, we have our revulsion to the dark side. But you know us, we love the dark side. That's why Dracula would be fine with us. And he just allow us into his, his club. Dracula, just allow us into your club. We love the darkness. We, we love it. Kendall, you know, the first movie of Dracula of all those hundreds that you mentioned was Nosferatu in 1922, almost 100 years ago on a night just like tonight. Just like tonight. But it was unauthorized. It was like an unauthorized Girls Gone Wild video, and it was very controversial because... racy. It was too racy, and it was, uh, you know, just a big copyright brouhaha. <laughs> it's like an unauthorized fan cast. <laughs> yeah, um, it's like a damn unauthorized fan cast, but a hundred years ago. Now, Cliff, yeah. I've, I'm loving all this talk about Dracula. Aren't but you, I, There is one thing. I am. I'm, I'm loving, enjoying it so much. But there's something that I wanted to share with you and the listeners. Yeah. That just makes me crazy. Okay. So, there's a new ice cream shop here in town. Uh-huh. Uh, Fizzy's Frozen Treats. And I can like walk there from where we live in the motel. And so I walked down there last night and I was, I had decided to order two different things, large sizes. So it looked like I was ordering for two people. Cause you know, that's a little trick people like us have. Right. So we don't look as fat. We're like, Oh, I'll take a large of this and a large of that. And, but the guy knew cause he was our size and he uh-huh. brought him over and had a spoon in one of them and just handed it to me. And I was like, um, can you put a top on this? So anyway, long story short, I felt ridiculous. But then I go back today because I needed more ice cream. Uh-huh. And I come in and he was like mixing it up and he was throwing it and like catching it in the cup like he was a pro- professional, you know. And he said, oh, do you have a punch card? 
And I said, no. He's like, oh, well, I've seen you in here a lot. <laughs> I thought I'd give you a punch card. So here's my punch card. Let me just show uh-huh. you. Uh, oh, it's already it like five half times. punched. He punched it five times. I'm like, so I got two last night and one today. How many times do you think I've been in there? He probably looked at my fat ass and was like, you've been here all week. Let me fill it up. But now let's face it. You have been more times than he punched, right? No, I've only, I've been, I, it just opened. I went there uh, once last night and once today. I've been there twice. Oh, you were going to some other ice cream shop before then. Yeah, this oh. is new. This is Fizzy Frozen Treats. I told you, new. Oh, that's the FFT. I was thinking of FFG on the other side of the street, Fizzy's Frozen Goodies. No, it was F-A-T. It's what it was. That's what you were going from one to one. Anyway, sorry to digress. Anyway, wouldn't it be great if instead of living on blood... Vampires lived on fat, and we could just be one of the those people who lay around, and this the vampires just come suck on our big fat asses when you know they need a a big fat fix. Only if only we would be the biggest donors ever. Um, when you said living for blood, I, I I pictured that's what vampires say. You're like you're living for love, they're living for blood. Oh well, now speaking of, maybe I should do my own. Vampire musical, all made out of Madonna songs. I'm living for blood. I'm not giving up. I'm gonna suck your neck. I could do it. You think the world needs that, Cliff? The candle. If the if <laughs> if, if, if the oh. thought came into my mind, it must. I feel like it's an inspired, divine thought from God, God? that maybe the world needs a Madonna parody. The world vampire musical is blood. Sweet blood. Although that's not a Madonna song, so it's cut. I know. That's my musical for future generations. Down oh, there. yours is going to be all songs from the 60s. Okay. Yes. Kendall, now despite most vampires in popular culture being able to be killed with a stake through the heart, something has to happen to Dracula first before he gets staked. Do you know what it is? I do know. What? Cut his head off. Cut it off, bitch. Off with his head. Decapitation. What a fun thing. <laughs> Cliff, I did, now, do you remember, um, you know, a lot of people used to be terrified of being buried alive. Oh, yeah. And and that's another another thing that kind of started the vampire stories. Sure. Because, and people would have little foot switches that went up to bells, and you could just, like, kick it, and it would ring the bell so they'd know you were still alive down there. Uh-oh. Wouldn't that be terrifying? That would, that be, terrifying. would be terrifying. Just a just a quip. Put just in your quip, quip books. Put it in your quip diaries, everybody. But due to Dracula Cliff, there's one uh, place that is very associated with vampires that we all speak of all the time, and that's Transylvania. And that that all came from Dracula. It appears frequently uh, in pop culture because of the literary literary, uh, reference to it. And uh, they said that uh, when uh, Bram Stoker... I forget the story. I wrote it down and I can't find it now. Something about like he visited the castle or something that that was in Transylvania or something that gave him the idea. Wrong. He had never been to Transylvania. He had only read about it in books. And so there are some errors in his descriptions. But you know what? For his audience, those people hadn't been there either. So what the hell did they know? (laughs) I was thinking of Frankenstein. But we'll get more to that later. Let's later. Kendall, get your head out of your neck. (laughs) Did you know? Now, this should give us all hope and inspiration from where but Dracula himself because old Bram, you know, Bram Stoker, he was no spring fucking chicken when he published Dracula, Kendall. He wasn't Justin Bieber at 11 years old going viral on YouTube. He was 50 when this book came out. So that just goes to show it's never too late to achieve those dreams. Well, Cliff, we're working as hard as we can. (laughs) We work hard for it, honey. I've got five of the punch card punched already. I've only got five more to go for a free one. Oh, Kendall, I'm working on it. (laughs) I think we've, I think, I believe that I've come up with a 
perfect substitution for brains. Oh, yes, and he wouldn't even tell me, dear, until we came into the booth, so we all heard it at once. Oh, I think you just need to really wet down an inside of a cantaloupe and stick it in a bowl. Oh, I'm, my bowels, they're very alarmed at the thought of touching a, a, a cantaloupe that I thought was a brain. Oh, yeah, because it has all the little, like, um, squiggly marks all over it, right? Yes, maybe that would work. I don't know. I don't know. I think the rest of us should keep thinking. Yeah, yes, dear. I'm, but I, I was thinking, what if, what if we took a wet, one of those wet artist sponges, dear, because they have all the little grooves in them. Would that feel like a brain? Oh, I don't think so, because it also has, like, all the holes in it, you know? It just would be all in a brain. I don't think it would be that squishy. Maybe it was a holy brain, dear. <laughs> oh, 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 sugar lump. Oh, you and your wit as sharp as ever here in this haunted house. Oh, oh. oh dear. We should just keep thinking. We should go back to the drawing board on the brain. Back but to the drawing right, board. We should go check on the ghost when you walk in and make sure they're flying correctly. I wouldn't want anyone to bump into a spooky ghost. Oh, no. That could really get us in trouble insurance-wise. Charles, did you check the motor for the ghost? Charles, the motor for the ghost Oh, that sounds fun. I can't wait to see the ghosts. I know. Well, you didn't see it when they were trying to hang it up there? No, I was busy ordering a pizza. Are you... Now, are you going to go through the... Well, I guess we can't really go through the haunted house because we're going to have to help scare people, but I, I kind of want to go through it, too. Well, I mean, you can go through up to the part where we're going to do our Beetlejuice shrimp dance. Okay, yeah. Well, we'll have to do that before we start just so we can see everything else first. And Cliff, that's something everyone should know. Oh, oh, oh. yes, yes. It's time for the game show that makes you feel dumb. Halloween things you should know. Don't you just feel so dumb when you play this? <laughs> I feel dumb a lot of the time, Cliff. This just really amps it up. I feel like a damn fool when but we I play But I fit this. into the Halloween edition because I'm the shape of a jack-o'-lantern. So it's like, here we are. Yeah, well, you're the shape of Marshmallow Man from your <laughs> list of super evil Ooh. people. All these rolls, you can see the fat flopping out. But many know that Halloween was once called All Hallows Eve. What did Hallows mean? Hallows were saints. Yeah, saints. Because on All Saints Day, which is my birthday, all me day. Oh, I thought that was all fats day. <laughs> no. Oh, that's uh, every other day of the year. Kendall, breaking news. What was candy corn originally called? Uh, candy pizza. No, idiot. It was called <laughs> chicken feed. Yeah, that sounds less appetizing. <laughs> People probably really were feeding it to their chickens. Chickens getting all fat. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I don't, we gotta change the name of this. It's not working. All right, Cliff, long ago before pumpkins, the Irish would carve faces in another plant. What was that plant? Uh, the Irish, of course, they first used potatoes and turnips for jack-o'-lanterns before finding that pumpkins were actually much easier to carve. And I don't know if you knew this, Kendall, but in England, large beets were sometimes used, which Dwight Schrute would love. Cliff, I'm going to call that very thorough answer correct. I want a gold star, damn it. We're all out of gold stars, damn it. We're all out of, gum. We're all out of bubble gum here, Kendall. All right. What medieval English tradition inspired trick-or-treating? Uh, Steel Candy Awareness Day. No, it wasn't Steel Magnolia's Awareness Day, unfortunately. <laughs> it was on All Souls Day, the poor would go souling, and they would knock on doors offering prayers for residents' deceased loved ones in exchange for food. So that they were souling because they'd pray for the souls. Of the dead uh, for some food. I'll pray for whatever the hell you want if you give me some food. <laughs> Here we go, a souling, a souling so sweet. A soul, a soul, a soul, soul. I sang a song in. It just can't be beat. Of sixpence <laughs> with a pocket full of fry. But no, Kendall, I sang a song in. 
like middle school chorus Christmas and it was like a souling song. It was a soul cake, a soul cake, or something oh. like that. I have to try to find it on YouTube and see if I can download it. A soul cake, a soul cake. Soul Love cake. It. You've heard of soul food. I wanted a soul cake. <laughs> I can't remember who went last. Did you go last? Or did or I go we, last? we were talking about souls day, so that was me asking you, right? Oh, okay. Yes. yes. Um, yes. Um, Cliff, um, reference to Golgotha in the Christian tradition serves as a reminder of death and the transitory quality of human life and is consequently found uh, in... Wait. Cliff, what symbol of Halloween <laughs> is found in the Christian tradition and serves as a reminder of death and a transitory quality of human life is, and is, conse- is consequently a, found in Memento Mori? Yes. A skull? Yes, it's a skull. Oh, that's what Galgotha looked like was a skull. It was all skull-like. Skull, that's my <laughs> goal weight. It's just a skull. Kendall, what did Scottish women hang to see their future husbands on? On Halloween. Was that a sheet? It was a well, not just any old sheet, Kendall. It was a wet sheet in front of a fire. Oh, a wet sheet in front of a fire. That's just how you dried them, isn't it? Hey, maybe that's all they were doing, and people just wouldn't <laughs> leave them alone. It was like, we'll tell them that it'll show them their husband, and then they'll be like, oh, I'll dry these sheets. Yeah, yeah what, there you go. What, what was the first recorded purpose-built haunted attraction? That Ever. was the Haunted Mansion at Disney World. No, it, that was the best, but the first was the Orton and Spooner Ghost House, which opened in 1915 in Lip Hook, England. Dang it, Horton and Spooner was my second guess. Always is. Always is. And the house still exists. Still exists. Gotta give it to Horton and Spooner. Kendall, what candy was given to soldiers in battle during the Korean War? And I'll give you a hint. It was not chicken feed. Oh, I was gonna say candy corn. Um... Uh, Snickers, so they so they weren't having a bad Snickers day, you know, with the, like those commercials. No, Kendo, you've seen a donut hole, but have you seen a Tootsie Roll? Tootsie Rolls! Uh, Le- Cliff, look at all these Tootsie Rolls just bouncing around. Tootsie Rolls, I got so many rolls, they Ooh. call me Meryl Streep. <laughs> oh, I got so many snubs, they call me Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh. So many snubs. I need to record that <laughs> groan for our Halloween sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I could just sit and think about all the snubs in front of a microphone, and that would be some good Halloween sounds. Well, I didn't mean to, <gasps> to upset you. I think maybe we should take a break so we can get back to normal. And when we come back, we'll talk about Frankenstein. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking about all the snubs in the world. Oh, I thought you were doing Frankenstein. No, Kendall, I was thinking of snubs. All right, we'll be right back after this. The climate may be changing, but don't you go changing the channel. Cliff and Kendall, we'll be right back. Cujo? From the novel by Stephen King, creator of Carrie and The Shining, comes a chilling new tale. Cujo? Now. There's a new name for terror. Cujo, directed by Louis Teague. Rated R. Now playing. Check newspapers for a theater near you. I hear you shiver with anticipation. The wait is over. Cliff and Kendall are back. You can't beat the Frankensteins! Join the family business. Rob a grave or two. Welcome back. Just Welcome moved back. in my new Welcome house back. today. Boom ba boom ba doom ba doom. Moving was hard, but I got scared away. Bells are ringing a change right loud. I knew I moved in a haunted house. 
Still made up my mind to stay. Nothing was gonna ride me away. And that's all I remember now. Of a song called Haunted House. We're back, Kendall, back. Back in business, baby! And it's another Clivington Halloween show. It's our 99th one that we've ever done. <laughs> our 99th year in business. <laughs> I feel like the first Halloween show we did was 300 years ago, right down to the day. And the bitches are back, <laughs> and we're here to stay. We're here to stay, baby! Now, did you know the night before Halloween, they're going to do a live thing online where all of... Uh, Bet and Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy and Jimmy are coming together for like a charity thing, and it's going to be hosted by. Uh, excuse me, Elvira. I did not know this. Why? Why have I not received any information from you about you that event? You need to check. I assumed you did like I did, which is pour over Bet Midler's Instagram every day. But check Bet's Instagram, and it's like a ten. I took a break for one day, and I've missed all. Uh, it's like a ten-dollar thing, and you can watch online. I will watch. So it's the night before Halloween. Yeah, the thirtieth. All Hallows Eve's Eve. All Hallows Eve's Eve is the f- Friday, Friday, Friday. Friday. Host, could you imagine? Well, I mean, as horrible and hell as life is in 2020, still. All of the witches from Hocus Pocus, the Sanderson sisters, actresses, together again, hosted by Elvira. Can you believe it? It really is happening. It's finally, it's happened to me on the internet on the night before Halloween. It's going to be great, Kendall. It is going to be great. I can't wait. I'm, I'm wondering if we'll ever make it to that night now that such a great thing is going to happen. Well, if we don't make it, we'll never know, right? We'll never know. We'll never know. It's better to love and lost than to have ever have loved at all. Before Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're back to just hosting two different shows at the same time. Kendall, I want you to know, speaking of the motel earlier, whatever you were saying about it, I don't know. I don't really remember what you were saying about the motel. Me neither. I was probably talking about something different at the exact same second. But the motel, you know, I was so grossed out because long ago they stopped cleaning our rooms. They were just like, we give up. And I went to the front desk and I borrowed a vacuum from them. And at first it would just do nothing. Like I turned it on and it made a lot of noise and it left all the shit on the floor that was there before. (laughs) But then it did start working once I started bearing down on it with all my might. And you gotta you gotta put it under force. I but yeah, it it did start working once I literally put all five hundred pounds of myself on it and mushed <laughs> it to the floor. But 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 it, you know, but, I just thought this is so weird. Why why would it do this? Why are vacuums not made more sturdily? Well, you know, only a Dyson doesn't lose suction, Cliff. Oh, uh, buy a Dyson, everybody. But no, no don't, because they I, lose suction as well. I was so exhausted. That was the point, really. That I, uh. was that, and I only <laughs> did like the front part of the motel room, so it was like half of a motel room, and I was literally exhausted and had to lay down. Cliff, when you're not used to doing something like vacuuming, it's going to wear you out when you do it. And, and it wore me out because it was like <laughs> I was trying to hold the floor down in a tornado. I had to press down that hard. When are they going to invent one that you can ride on? <laughs> That's what I'm going to start fucking vacuuming. <laughs> like when Roseanne said, when well, Sears makes one then you, you can, can ride put, on. Then you can put all your weight on it. You know, it's, that's why it would work so well, because it'd be pushing right down onto the carpet. Push it right down. God bless us, everyone. God bless the crazy. God bless Roseanne. God bless all of the Halloween nuts out there, Kendall. And this half of the show, speaking of nuts, is about two guys who's got not nuts, but bolts on the side of his neck. His name's Frankenstein. It's pronounced Frankenstein. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then my name's pronounced Igor. (laughs) <laughs> I love it, Cliff. I love both the real Frankenstein and the comical Frankenstein. I love them both. 
Oh, uh, well, yeah, I would say Young Frankenstein is probably my, you know, top 20 movies of all time. Uh-huh. Sure. It's a good one. It's a good Put one. Put the candle back. Kendall, uh, but, you but, know, Mary Shelley, that 18-year-old gal who just came up with Frankenstein. Did you know it was... She wasn't 50. She was 18. She was 18. <laughs> so this is the other side of the coin for the teens that are listening. Don't think that you're too shows, young to go after your shows dreams. shows women mature faster than men. Whatever Kendall just said. Yeah. So, Kendall, <laughs> you know, they were sitting around, she and some of her pals... In this year, it was called the su- the year without a summer, 1816, because there was a volcanic eruption in Indonesia and it had dampened the season across Europe. Can you believe that? I want another volcano, Lord. While you're <laughs> blessing us, send a volcano because then it would just be like, oh, I love like the gray skies, gray skies smiling at me. Uh, and I love it. I just moved to London if you love it so. <laughs> and all if, the time. I, if I thought that I had 1% control over my life, which I no longer feel that I have, then I would move to Grey Skies. The Grey Skies of London, Kendall. I would up and move. I'd be in a bowler hat in a fucking pub drinking room temperature beer yesterday if I thought that that was a possibility. Sure. But yet we're on Fizzy 111. Here we are, Kendall. It's a lesson for all of the listeners, the teens, and the 50-year-olds alike that sometimes you just have to learn to love it, whatever you're stuck with. (laughs) Well, Cliff, speaking of love and Frankenstein. And living for blood. Yeah. Victor Frankenstein was a young, was actually a real person. He was a young scientist from Naples, Italy. Really? Yes, and his grief for his mother's death and love for chemistry led him to seriously consider giving life to non-living matter. Mm, really? 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 And that 18-year-old girl was like, what a story. What a story. Oh. And now this is what I was thinking of earlier. Oh. The Frankenstein castle is real. Mary Shelley, real. she got the inspiration to write this novel while she was traveling to historic places throughout Europe. One of which was a castle in Hesse, Germany, which was Frankenstein Castle. Oh, we should go visit (laughs) next time we're in Hesse. Next time we're swinging through, we're going to be there. Somebody put that on the calendar. Sure. Oh, I see Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn out there. (laughs) She's practicing jumping out at the people who are going to come through. That's going to be good. You're going to scare them. That's good. Yeah, I think that's really great. Oh, all right. Well, oh, so she just knocked over that candle. I hope it did not light the cape I hope that on wasn't fire. the black flame candle. <laughs> well, I hope not. Oh, no, now Mr. Snob, oh, he's had a bowel attack on top of the flame. So, oh, okay. It put the, it put the fire out. He put it good out. Good job. Teamwork. That's good. That's good. Oh, See, that's the kind of management oh, you want. Oh, my goodness, dear. Oh, I hope no one does that again when the people start coming through. Well, we learned a very valuable lesson about where to place the candles. Oh, I think that is a valuable lesson, and I'm glad you walked in here because... No, that one, two, three was my signal. <laughs> That was my I signal know. that I know exactly what to use for brains. What is it? We're, yes, dear, we're, we're all dying to know. Oh, could it possibly be better than cantaloupe? Well, I don't know. It might be. What I was thinking is if you got like a thing of Swiss cheese and then you sort of rounded it down because then it would be kind of like squishy, but then it would spring back kind of. And if you just kind of molded a uh, Swiss cheese, alert! That's what we should use for brains. But but what would what would I'm I'm that has I'm, holes in it too, doesn't it? Yeah, but it doesn't have like huge holes. It's not like it has like bowling ball holes. It's it just has oh <laughs> oh, oh, oh balls. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like that that I was not bit. even oh, paying attention my. to what I was doing. That is improper etiquette. I know, and I'm so sorry. You're I'm you're very lucky that I have my my eye placed on other things at the moment. I'm very 
self-involved in this haunted house. Oh, yes, dear. We've got to go make sure there are no more candles standing next to any long drapes. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, Charles, don't have any open flames. <sighs> oh. I can't believe I just belt shut in front of Mrs. Potter, but I'm so <laughs> yeah, loud. You were That's trying. usually something you do. That's like something you would do. Okay, now I gotta eat some donuts. I'm Ooh, starving. That sounds like something I would do. Did you bring enough for everybody? Yeah, you can reach one over if you if you can reach it. I'm my you know arm kind of hurts from earlier, so I can't. Oh, re- I wonderful. can't reach any further you. over the booth than this. Well, if I can ever get over there, I'll I'll reach some. Okay, sure. All right, Cliff. Frankenstein. (laughs) (laughs) What does Frankenstein mean to you? Back on topic. Cliff, have you ever dressed as Frankenstein for Halloween? Because I have. I have too when I was a kid. And I had the the green mask and everything. Yep. Great story. I had these, uh, like, (laughs) shoot. I I was giving you time for more if you wanted to to expound on it. Chewing my like donut. Sorry, it was. I had you know um, they were just a little flimsy plastic mask or whatever. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I had these like uh, shoes that made you taller, so they were like big platform shoes. Oh yeah. So like you would walk like Frankenstein. I'm sure I almost killed myself. Um, how old do you think you were? Uh, probably fourteen. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> What's so pro- funny about that? I was like seven. Okay. Oh, no, please. I loved it when I was a teenager. I wish I'd known you. I would have put on a, a hump on my back and gone as Igor. <laughs> we would have been the... What do you call it? The... fat Fattest people you've ever seen. The fat of the ball. The fat of the ball. <laughs> the big fat belly of the ball. Kendall, I don't know about that, but what would you do? You do. You do. You do. <laughs> oh... What would I do? What would you what do? Would you what would you do? You do. You do. Cliff, the time has come. Uh oh. You pass away. There's a funeral. Mm. You're laid to rest, and you are jolted awake to realize you have been reanimated. You've been reanimated as a corpse-like monster, and for some reason, all you want is candy, candy, candy. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I return to life as normal. That sounds about like what I feel <laughs> right now as I lick donut dust from my fingertips. Uh, things don't really change much. Times, sometimes they're not a changing. <laughs> You're living the life of a reanimated corpse. Definitely, Kendall. It sounds fabulous to me. There are worse things. Kendall, mm-hmm. let's see. You stumble across a haunted fortune cookie that you crack open and an evil genie that lived in the fortune cookie pops out and he dooms you you must forevermore be followed around by one halloween song of your choosing but he's being extra mean because he says it cannot be monster mash what song of the halloween genre would you have followed you around forever? Okay, I think I would go with Spooky, Scary Skeletons are Creep. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the real winner of this, as always and will forever be, at all times of year, Grim Grin and Ghosts come out to socialize. <laughs> When you hear the you bell hear of the a Nequiem bell, Requiem bell, where ghosts be the spirits dwell, happy haunts materialize and begin to vocalize. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. There you go. That one. How did I know? I knew it. But spooky, scary skeletons is a close second. Oh, God. Okay. All right, Cliff, you've met this guy. You really like him. You've hit things off. And after a couple weeks, he... He starts to get suspicious about him only coming with you at night places. Also, you've got this really weird hickey with two dots on your neck. You're feeling very drained. One day you just can't get out of bed and you sleep all day. When you wake up that night, he tells you he has transformed you into a vampire and you can only eat blood. 
No candy. What do you do? Well, I come to your room to for a one-on-one, heart-to-heart, see what, you know, you thought about it all, and ultimately, no matter what you thought, you're coming with me, bitch. You're also a vampire. <laughs> and we roam the night forevermore, cracking wise and sucking blood. Uh, you are correct, because if you ever become a vampire, you better take me with you. <laughs> yes, to paraphrase the title of the wonderful Barbara Streisand Vince Gill song. If you ever leave me, will you take me with you? If you ever become a vampire, will you make me one too? <laughs> Amen. 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 Your turn. My turn. I'm just <laughs> gathering the strength over here, Kendall. Oh, here we go. Party City is desperate. They're desperate. And this is how we know they've really hit rock bottom. They're calling you, Kendall. They said we need a Kendall costume. What should it be? How should we put it together? We're desperate. They add again. <laughs> they want a costume a Kendall of me? costume. If people want to go as Kendall for Halloween, they're asking for your input in how the costume should be designed. Well, I'd say go on over to aisle four and pick up one of those fat suits to start with. You're going to need one of those. And then you're going to need some sort of like fun 80s retro themed t-shirt to put on. And probably some shorts because it's hot out there. Yeah, if it's over uh, 40 degrees, right? Yeah, yeah. Was, was it the 40 uh, degree guarantee? A 40 degree guarantee. <laughs> and you're, you're not going to need much hair. So you don't have to worry about that so much. Uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. And and maybe uh, like you're gonna want to have a lot of props to carry around, like a lot of sweets, a lot of food. So it just you know basically, if you just have like huge bags of food that you're eating all night, Ugh. people will be like, "Are you Cliff? Oh, Kendall. I knew it was one of them." All right, Cliff, you're on stage singing one of your famous Madonna hit mashups. Uh huh. When your side gets snagged on a microphone stand and something starts unraveling, and you realize. You must be a real-life Oogie Boogie Man because all kinds of insects and spiders start falling out of you. You're about halfway ripped open, but you have the big chorus coming up. What do you do? I guess I try to hold myself together for the fans (laughs) because the show must go on, Kendall. That's what you do every time we do a show. You try to hold yourself together for the fans. For the fans, Kendall. My whole life is if you saw the wonderful movie Judy, my whole life is that last performance of Renee Zellweger as Judy Garland on the stage where she's just, she's crumbling, y'all, and they're hecklers, guys, but she tries to hold it together for her audience, and they love her through it. They love her back to life. I'm Judy Garland. Whew, don't. That was the trailer. Don't become... The new Dana Carvey, Kendall. It's not in the cards. (laughs) It's not in the cards. Neither are those magic tricks. Oh, Kendall, I have another. Is it it my turn for another for you? Uh, Yes, yes. All right, Kendall. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) We're walking home one night, and who should come upon you but an evil, headless horseman who has magical powers and he Ooh, says exciting. he's putting a curse on you. He says this with the, you know, the pumpkin head that he's holding in, in his arm because he's the headless horseman. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. pumpkin says, Kendra, you got a crush on you now, you. That's so you. It says, here's what I think you need to lose some weight in, in hopes that that will happen. I will never let you eat again. Unless you trick or treat for your food. Well, okay. What would you do? You must, you're doomed to trick or treat for every meal. Well, I think this is the best of all worlds because not only do I get to trick or treat all the time, but maybe I might lose a little weight with all that walking I have to do from house to house and knowing that I have to go walk to go get the food, maybe I'll eat less. So I might I might hit my goal weight. Sure. <laughs> I doubt it. Doubt it when I'll people, find a way. They'll be like, Fat oh my finds God. A way. 
this guy looked like Santa Claus came to my door <laughs> begging for lunch, and I said, nope. Well, see, and then I'm going to lose weight. There you go, Kendall. I'll... <laughs> I'm no longer talking to you. I'm no longer talking to you either. I'm done talking to you. <laughs> now, we're just saying that at the end of every segment now, right? Okay. <laughs> I thought we were saying it all the time. All the time. Kendall, now I want you to know that this is the horrible world we live in. Back when old Mary oh, Shelley wrote Frankenstein, she could not even put her name on it. They couldn't even say that it was a woman. They had to make like it was a man for three years. <gasps> What a bitch the world was. The world! Can you believe it? Give it the finger next time you see it. Cliff, throughout the novel of Frankenstein, they look... Yeah! Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Throughout the novel of Frankenstein, Cliff, they always talk about Frankenstein being disappointed that they have made him look with this horrible appearance that he has and I just think like we are the Frankenstein the modern day Frankensteins we're just so mad at how awful we look all the time all the time just, we walk around going Ugh, and eating we're, we're just Frankenstein definitely definitely I think we're very Frankenstein-ish if you ask me now Kendra I think this should make us feel better because of all you know, all that people say about our show. Because when Frankenstein came out in 1818, many critics bashed it. They said, what a tissue of horrible and disgusting absurdity this work presents, which I'm pretty sure is word for word a review that we've gotten on iTunes. Yes, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, so, but, you know, time marched on, and Frankenstein lives on, and those reviews do not live on. And yet Frankie does. Stupid questions. Stupid questions. Halloween stupid questions. Alright. What is boys? You've got to be hurrying up in here. The people about to start coming through this haunted house. What what are you gonna do about the brains? Well, you see, dear, Charles the contractor went and got a whole bunch of the silicone that he uses to caulk around the bathtubs and he Squeezed it out on the pl- on the plate, and it feels just like brains. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, you sure that's safe? Oh, dear, I'm sure it's fine. Okay, I'm so you saw what he brought, and it's good. Well, I didn't look at it, dear. I just felt of it. Oh, okay. Maybe you guys should go look before the haunted house opens. All right, boys. Well, whatever you say. Oh. I'm so excited for all the children, though. You must hurry up and finish the show so we can scare all the little ones. <laughs> oh, yes. All of Fizzy 111. They'll be coming through, boys. Oh, I just got some stupid questions to ask Cliff, and we'll be out in a minute. Cliff, what's the most disgusting candy you have ever tasted? The most disgusting? I would have to say back, back through the years, Wandering once again. Thinking about the candy of my youth. And this is, unfortunately, you take us to another holiday. But Easter, what we had, you know, jelly beans. And I remember as uh-huh. a kid trying a licorice jelly bean. Ooh. And I thought it was the grossest thing. And I remember, like, spitting it out in the <laughs> toilet. And just all the, like, black mouthful of black goo came out. Ooh. Like, from uh, X-Files or something. So Does anybody that, really like licorice flavor? So, a lot of people do. I like I like Jägermeister, which I think is supposed to taste like licorice. Oh, yeah, I used to drink that. What's the hardest Hallow- Halloween costume you've ever put together? Hardest Halloween? I'm going to phone a friend and ask you what your ha- hardest Halloween costume <laughs> ever was. You know mine are hard. I know you. Uh, ha- you have to some to choose from. <laughs> I know. Well, I would probably say the Monsters Inc. costumes oh, that Susan yeah. and I made because they were so much sewing, and I, I just felt like I was never, ever going to finish that costume. <gasps> All right. Well, Cliff, what was the easiest costume you've ever put together? Was I? I was a, uh, you know, postmodern deconstructed version of Fozzie Bear. 
at uh, yeah. a Muppets party where I wore an orange sweatshirt and a floppy hat and uh, you know polka dot scarf and a clown nose. Yeah, and I I, I definitely surrounded by all the people dressed as Muppets. It was obvious that I was Fozzie Bear. Sure. Yeah. All right. But it was very well, easy. I, I've got one more stupid question for you. Finally. All right. If you knew that this was the last Halloween you would ever experience, which let's face it, it could be, um, what would you want to do? Oh, can't answer that on a family show. <laughs> and that's all for stupid questions. Question. Question. All right, Kendall, you need to put on your shrimp hands right away because we got to get out there. And start dancing to Deo. Oh, okay. Let me, uh, hold on. Let me get, here, here's our bucket of shrimp hands. All right. Let me put these on. All right. How do I look? Oh, all right. Move like this on the drink of rum. And I've been working on the move. Daylight come and go home. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot, punch. Daylight come and go home. There you go. You got it. We got it. All right, let's ready. let's do it. All right, high high shrimp five, Cliff. High shrimp five. All right, there you go. Oh. All right, we got to get right. out. Oh, Kendall, this we got to get out of there. I see people starting to come through. That that one of those ghosts just flew right into hit somebody in the head. Oh, oh God, uh, Charles, watch out for that. All right, we'll be uh, we'll see you here next week. All right, happy All right, Halloween. Happy for listening to Cliff and Kindle Coast to Coast. Binge listen to more episodes at cliffandkindle.podbean.com. Sure.